The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. It's time for another Sumner County Spotlight. And we uh, have Memorial Day going on tomorrow, actually. And, you know, all through this weekend here at the radio station, we've been celebrating the Gold Star families and doing these vignettes that uh, kind of highlight a lot of these families and things that they've gone through. So I thought it was appropriate that we kind of bring in some folks that are involved in our military organizations and, and chapters. So I wanted to bring in Mike Baer. Now, he's the president of Chapter 240 of the Vietnam Veterans of America. He is our Captain, he's here in front of me right this minute. So, Mike, thanks so much for coming in. I appreciate being here. Thank you. So, I guess kick it off. You you served time in the military. Let's give a little background on on your service, and then we'll lead up to where you're at right now. All right. I I served during the Vietnam War. I was in the college ROTC program at Utah State University and was in the Army ROTC and received my commission upon graduation from college. Just a month or so afterward, I started off on about a four-year experience in the Army. Mm-hmm. Now, what was your employment in the Army? What was your field? Aviation. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yes. I was a helicopter pilot uh, in Vietnam. I flew the uh, AH-1G Cobra gunship as my day-to-day duties. Wow. Duty. So was that the, the beast at the time? Yeah, it have- was. It was, the, it was the first actual specifically designed helicopter gunship in the world, as far as I know, and the uh, forerunner of the present uh, AH-64 Apache. Okay. Yeah, those Apaches are, those are wild. There's something. <laughs> yeah. How, how difficult it was to learn that? The difficult part of it for me was a, just a really fundamentally basic task of learning how to hover, to pick up an, a helicopter off of the ground at three feet and just stay there. <laughs> stay don't there. Don't go anywhere. Don't go up, down, left, or right. To yeah. me, it was harder than try, trying to stand on a basketball. But once I, once I mastered that, it all fell into place. Right. And how you get those birds into such tight spaces. You know, it's like with the, the props and everything. you, you got to fit those things sometimes in not-so-safe areas. Yeah, that's true, it, particularly during the Vietnam War when there was a lot of vegetation, a lot mm-hmm. of foliage, trees. Uh, jungle canopy. I, I didn't do that sort of flying with the Cobra gunship, but the guys uh, flying the Hueys did. Mm-hmm. And they had to be very careful. And from time to time, the the tips of the rotor blades would chop off a branch or two mm-hmm. as they were trying to get into a tight, confined area to help somebody. Sure. Now, you being a gunship, they, they want to keep you moving, right? They yeah. want to keep you out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We stayed busy. We did uh, aerial observation and scouting uh, primarily. I was in an air cavalry troop okay. in, in Vietnam. The mission function is to go out each day and find the enemy and see what the enemy is doing, uh, make some notes uh, on, on the map, map coordinates, uh, other notes, what, you, what you're seeing, hearing, watching, what the enemy might be doing in terms of shooting at you, with what, and uh, generally report back with uh, activity of what's going on by behind our lines, very much as the horse cavalry did, say, during the Civil War. Well, and you know, those little buggers can hide really good over there. They were real good at hiding. They were a, they were a, <laughs> they were a very, very accomplished enemy. I, I, don't think, I don't think we went into that, uh, I'll call it a mess because I think it was, I don't think we went into that with, a, with much of a knowledge of just how, uh, how good they would be at what they did. Mm-hmm. The North Vietnamese Army and the, what we call the Viet Cong, the uh, irregular forces. They were accomplished people at what they did. Well, and you spent how many uh, tours over there? One. Okay. And so you got to the rank of captain. So how many years were you in totally? Just, just four years. Okay. Wow. Okay. Which is plenty enough, <laughs> especially when you leave over there, you know. So when you got back, uh, got home, did you come to Henderson? How long have you been in Hendersonville and Sumner County? We came to Hendersonville in, in 2015. Our son and his uh, wife and family lived here. They both, uh, unfortunately, passed away from cancer within a few weeks of each other. Wow. So uh, both sets of grandparents came here to take care of the grandkids rather than jerk the grandkids out of their school and neighborhoods. Okay. And uh, that's largely accomplished. So how long have you been involved with the, the chapter? Heavily involved, only about two years. Okay. I joined the, the chapter a number of years ago and went to a meeting or two, uh, but had an opportunity to, uh, had, had less going on with the grandkids, for example, and, <laughs> and wanted something to do, and, and I've really enjoyed it. I'm, 
I'm very active doing something most every day of the week with somebody from the chapter or for somebody or for, or for veterans. That's that's why we exist is to serve veterans. Right. I'd like to, if you could, and we mentioned this before, break down what the difference is between the American Legion, the VFW, Vietnam Veterans Chapters. Sure. My understanding, and I think it's largely accurate, the, the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and the American Legion were formed just after World War One, when a group of individuals decided that they could contribute and that they needed to be recognized for their service. They might need help in some cases. You can imagine the amputees from World War One, And uh, that's where they got their start, and they exist today. The Vietnam Veterans of America, th- that history is, is a little different. In fact, it's quite different. When our troops are coming back from Vietnam, for those who weren't alive at the time, that was a very unpopular war. Mm-hmm. It largely, uh, largely tore up our nation, in, in the, arguably, in many respects. And our troops were not welcomed home, quite the contrary. By and large, our troops were not welcomed to join either the American Legion or the VFW. Uh, we were told, for example, that that wasn't a real war that you guys were in. Uh, you, you can't. We don't want you. And that went on everywhere, including here in Hendersonville. And so in about 1978, uh, a group of Vietnam vets got together and decided, well, fine, we'll have our own veterans service organization. And it started then. There are about 95,000 members nationally now. And uh, we have become just like the VFW and the American Legion, a congressionally chartered veterans service organization. Now, do you have your own uh, meeting spot, or you just all meet there at the American Legion or VFW halls? The the wonderful folks at, at uh, VFW Post 9851 in Hendersonville uh, allow us to use their facility for our meetings. And we do some other activities there with them, principally each Saturday at our Veterans Food Pantry. You know, it's a wonderful thing. We've been talking about that here and promoting that as, as much as we could because I think it's just an incredible thing that, you know, you're doing. And the, and the community supports that, that food pantry. Yes. Well, and that's good. I know our, our buddy Dave Moomy over there and Larry Atwell, they're they're heavily involved in the Hendersonville Chamber, and, you know, I get to see them a lot. And, you know, anytime they have events going on, we definitely want to support that because I think it's really important. It's a great thing that you're doing. We have a really large uh, population of, of vets right here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, the, I, I've been told, and I can't tell you absolute accuracy, but we probably have 12,000, 13,000 veterans here in, in, the, in our county alone. Well, I know that and a lot of businesses have done some nice things on supporting veterans. I know uh, Mr. Goodroof just gave away a roof. To uh, a, a veteran, they did uh, had this contest, and people sent in their requests, and uh, so a completely brand new roof for somebody because a lot of the vets are kind of suffering, you know, financially. So this is a great help. Yeah, financially, and in, in some cases, very sadly, otherwise. Yes, you know, I think it's it's one of the things that mental health of individuals is is kind of rough these days, and more so, I think, probably from the Vietnam era. Uh, veterans as opposed to the other. I mean, it's traumatic. Any any war is going to be traumatic, but Vietnam had this, I guess, an overall mental health <laughs> disaster happening. You know, a lot of people out helping, you know, and I think that's that's a great thing that we're actually recognizing them finally and offering that help. Yeah, I think you're right. I've, I've lived in a lot of places over a business career, and I don't know that I've ever lived anywhere where there was civic pride and a feeling of civic duty and responsibility and charity and love like we have right here. Well, I'm going to say Sumner County, but I'm sure it's true throughout middle tennessee it's quite something it is you know and we had um, i don't know if you're familiar with susan hunter yes i am and did you go see 77 letters the play i did my son was in that play he was (laughs) yes he was one of the soldiers he's that big tall guy Uh, wow and uh what an incredible uh, story that is And, and when greg wilson was telling me about this you know way before susan you know, started doing this thing. I, I was just so impressed and uh, amazed at the story and the fact that she was able to gather all that information up and bring to light what people were experiencing back then. I don't think they really still even know what everything that was going on. No, I think you're right. It was societally, it was a mess. The draft, which ended, of course, shortly after the Vietnam War ended, the draft was unpopular, as you can imagine, with many of the. Tr- mm-hmm. the troops that were drafted it was it was just a it was just a, a morass of, uh, of an unpopular war you mix that in with some people that really didn't want to be there mix that in with the drug scene going on in the USS US pardon me and of course that made its way into the military at the time and all well. those Vietnam. hippies all those hippies man <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a strange time I, I'm personally glad that we're past it and yeah. dealing with something else now no absolutely now Memorial Day is tomorrow and we have a big event going on at the Memorial Park out in Gallatin. Is that correct? Are you guys involved in that? Yes, we traditionally uh, put on and host that event on Memorial Day 
each year. Mm-hmm. A remembrance ceremony lasts about an hour, and, and we do everything we can to honor those wonderful men, and these days men and women, sure. who have lost their lives in the service of our nation. Yep, so it's there on Belvedere Drive. It's back there behind the Taj Mahal. Right. Uh, pretty easy to find. I think you'll you'll find it, but it kicks off at 11, you said? Yes, it's 11, and will last an hour. If you get our county mayor, John Isbell, talking, we might be there for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> John is great, though. I, yeah. I'm glad he's, he's going to yeah, be he's there. He's going to speak. He's a, he's, a, he's a good guy for a lot of reasons, but he cares about veterans, and yes. we really appreciate that. Absolutely. And then you're going to have our great ROTC group from Station Camp High School presenting the colors. Yes, they will uh, They will post the colors and they will uh, retrieve the colors as well. They help us a lot. Mm-hmm. They help us with uh, the maintenance of the of park there as well. They'll come over on, on a lot of Wednesday mornings and, and work with us. And we appreciate that because as we get older, we can still get on our knees, but it's a little harder to get back yes, up. That's right. <laughs> well, and, and Station Camp really has some, some great staff there. Colonel and Sergeant, I mean, those guys are just amazing. They're putting out some uh, incredible kids, a lot of them going on to the military, a lot of them going to great things, but the things they're learning there, I think, is uh, is commendable. Yeah, I think so. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Todd Overby and Master Sergeant Archie Harville, between them, they are not just doing some military science stuff. I'm sure there's an aspect of that, but they're building character mm-hmm. in, the, in, in those young people, and I've, I've watched that outside in for a couple, three years now, working with them. The uh, young people that enroll in that program benefit. They're, it's a wonderful organization. Yes, and my daughter went through it all four years. She's now in the Army, stationed in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> what, a, what a place that's going to be. But she's having a great time, and they really impacted her greatly. And, you know, we appreciate them, and they've always been uh, really helpful and helping her, especially early on. And they did some great things with her. Now, at this event, you're going to have, like, the POW and MIA ceremonies. Tell us what that involves. Yes, it's in recognition of the fact that there are, of course, individuals uh, who are still missing in action. It's arguably not too likely, but there might even be some prisoners of war that are uh, our guys uh, that are out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Less likely all the time, probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a specific ceremony that goes along with that, lasts about five minutes, and it's in recognition of those good people. And it might be interesting for your listeners to know that our government is still searching for those people. Is that right? Uh, wow. Not only from the Vietnam, Vietnam War, but from others. Uh, a good friend of mine, Earl Bushong, had a tour of duty when he was in the military serving in that organization. And they go all over the earth. They take forensic scientists, archaeologists, dentists, everything that you could imagine that they might need to identify remains. And they they go where there's uh, information that there might be U.S. remains, and they find them, and when they find them, they bring them home so they can be appropriately honored. So yeah. our our MIAs are not forgotten. That's great. And, and the fact that people are recognizing that after this many years and we're still doing it, impressed. And I think a lot of the veterans really appreciate that, a lot of the families. You know, we have a, a lot of Gold Star families that are out there that uh, still want to remember. You know, you can't forget their loved ones, and they did yeah. some, some great thing and a biggest sacrifice. So we've been talking with an Army captain. Mike Baer, President of Chapter 240 of Vietnam Veterans of America. Uh, Captain, listen, I mean, I appreciate you coming in and talking about this. I, I can't wait for this event. I think people, I hope they come out and recognize it's going to be a great time. We hope so as well. We'll be proud to host as many people as show up, and we'll welcome them with a big smile, and we'll have a few moments of solemnity uh, for, in the occasion as well, as we should. Absolutely. Well, all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this segment. I'm Jeff Shannon. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Hey, Jeff Shannon here. Welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. We're going to continue on with our Memorial Day theme, if you will. And I thought, what a better way is to bring somebody in to talk about veterans and the services that are available to, to veterans. So I had to bring in an expert. I got Jeff Oakey right here, and he's with the Veterans Office. And yep. the exact title is what? Well, we are. I'm the Director of Veteran Services for Sumner County in Tennessee. Okay. And so in that capacity, I'm accredited to work with the VA. Okay. I'm accredited through the Tennessee Department of Veteran Services, but I'm a Sumner County employee. So my main focus are, is on the 11,600 other veterans that we have here in Sumner County. Right. So a lot of people will think, hey, you're the VA guy, but you're really not. I, I would person. say I'm more than that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I, I do do a lot.
lot of work helping veterans get their claims done through the VA. Mm-hmm. I help a lot of folks get into healthcare with the VA. And I answer many, many, many more questions about the VA. Right. And I certainly commiserate about the complexities of the VA. <laughs> but I also do more. I mean, there's, we work with Department of Defense. We work with our National Guard partners. We help out veterans who are working through our court system here in Sumner County. We help out veterans who are working to get education benefits for themselves, their children. So really any veteran-oriented question, we are here to help. And a lot of times we can provide referral services, but if the question has to do with getting a benefit from the VA, we can actually help represent our Sumner County residents okay. and get the benefit for them. Right. Because, you know, there's so many services that that are available and it gets really complex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, because you're I in do. it every day. You know, to sit there and try to wrap your head around this, at, you know, as, as say an aging veteran, mm-hmm. you know, they get up there in years and they yep. got questions. It's like, this is too confusing. Yep. You're there to help them. Exactly. And, and I would, there's a couple of things that I would strongly recommend. I mean, particularly in this era, there was one of the largest pieces of veterans legislation ever passed just in August. August of last year, and the VA has got a term called claim sharks that's out there. And so if anybody's confused about whether or not they are eligible, I would definitely encourage them to get hold of us because we are accredited, we're reliable, we're government employees, our backgrounds have been checked, our work is scrutinized, and we're free. Right. You're not so making you money need, off anybody. We're not making money off anybody. Yeah. So we just, you know, we are here to serve the other veterans. If they're confused, we definitely want them to reach out. And particularly for our older veterans, mm-hmm. we know that there is a, you know, they're a little bit more vulnerable because they maybe aren't quite as much up on the phones and technology, but they're certainly getting bombarded by phone calls. Sure. So if you're tired of that and want to get some straight truth, come down and see us here in Gallatin. Or we also work at least one day a month in Hendersonville. We work out of Westmoreland. We work out of Portland. And we have a little phone number I can give you at some point, too. Yeah, we'll throw it out right now. And uh, we'll give it at towards the end, too. Is Sure. Uh, our phone number at the Sumner County Administration Building is area code 615 451 6014. And that takes you to, you know, you can leave a message there for us, or it'll take you to myself, to Johnny, who's our other accredited service officer. Uh, and we also have several part-timers that help us out, and uh, there will be someone there to take your message, and we will definitely get back to you. And, of course, on the, the county website, you, you have a tab there, I'm sure. We do. Yeah. We have a tab on the county website, okay. and I think it leads you to our, our email address for the office. So, yes. So what would you say, this is probably a hard question, mm-hmm. what would you say is probably the number one question that you're getting from folks? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's uh, so many, I know. But <laughs> it's, uh, questions are so various. I mean, I, I, I'd say this probably probably about 20 questions that we get at least four times a month. A lot of the questions start off with, hey, my dad was a veteran, my mom was a veteran, or I'm a veteran. What can you do to help me? What's out there for the VA? And, and that's not a bad way to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we can mm-hmm. kind of go from there. You know, a lot of people, they you know try to go down to the hospital. You know, they, yep. I've heard a lot of complaints about that situation. Yep. And then over the years, different presidents come in, they try to revamp you know the VA because they're, they're getting pressure uh, all over the place as well to to go into that scenario, and I haven't had the opportunity to take advantage of any of that, so right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the weeds with it because I don't understand what, what they do down there. So if somebody is dealing with medical issues, they can call you as well, and you can Absolutely. give them referrals. And, and I would say if anybody is trying to access anything through the VA and is frustrated, they should definitely give us a call or come down and see us. We're a lot closer and a lot easier to talk to. And we might even be able to help out with getting some other services from one of our 10 veteran service organizations that works out of Sumner County. Mm-hmm. We have great relationships with the Vietnam Vets of America, or the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the American Legion in Gallatin. I mean, and we have some of the best service organizations in, in the entire state. So I mean, we're very, very blessed with an abundance of patriotic veterans who are continuing to serve their country and their nation and particularly their community, whether it's up in Westmoreland and Portland, Gallatin, and definitely in Hendersonville. Please, if you're frustrated with the VA, come commiserate with us, get a cup of coffee, and we can you know, kind of get the complaining out and then get to something productive. That's right, yeah. Because it, it, I guess it does, when you don't understand something, it makes it even more frustrating, you know? Yes. And then dealing with that, you got a lot of red tape. So you're there to help bypass that red tape as much as possible. Absolutely. You're, you're still going to run into it as well, I'm sure, but you can make it a lot simpler and keep you sane, well, if you will. Well, the way I would say it, I would rather that Johnny and me are sharp people. 
I would rather that we use our sharpness to help you cut through the red tape. Let us run into it for you. And we can help you avoid it and we can help you get through it. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we're here for. Well, one of the things I would really like people that are listening to do is just know that we're here. We, we have an office in Gallatin. If you've ever been to the Sumner County Administration Building or the Taj Mahal yeah. or, or, you know, as a... Is a as a veteran, I like acronyms, and so it's also called the SCAB, the Sumner <laughs> County Administration Building. I not heard that one. That's good. Yep. But come down into the administration building. when you, you know, We're right across the hall from where you get your license plates, and we're a heck of a lot closer than going up to Clarksville to get an answer about something from the Army mm-hmm. or going into Nashville. It's a lot less traffic to come over into Gallatin and come Absolutely. see us. Absolutely. And the phone always works, and we've got an email, too. So, I mean, I, I ran into one of our elected officials who didn't even know we had an office, and we're able to help move through a lot of claims and answer a lot of questions much more quickly. See, I that's had no idea was that, that was there either. So yeah. we learned something here today. That's, <laughs> that's, that's our goal. Yeah. It's not just a day to think about and remember all of the folks who are passed away. Mm-hmm. It's also an important day to remember those of us who are still here that did serve, and those of us who are you know, maybe looking to join. So yeah, yeah, on this Memorial Day, we hope that you're learning something as well as remembering those who've gone before. And, and you spent time in, right, too? I did. I raised my right hand when I was 16 years old. I was a young midshipman. I was commissioned when I was 20. I won an active duty a little bit after I was 21. And I served for the next uh, almost 27 years in uniform. That's and great. I retired out of my third tour in the Pentagon. I left in 2019, packed the bags, and put the Pentagon in the rearview mirror and came on down to Sumner County, where I live now. Yeah. What rank did you leave at? Uh, I left. I was a captain when I left the military. Okay. Ran into a lot of great captains in, in my turn. I was also a squid. Yeah. So I, you know, I spent time, but I got stationed with the Marines. So we were providing medical and dental treatment for them. But And some of the folks that you meet in there that leave the military service and go on to do great things. Mm-hmm. I worked with a, an endodontist. This guy was fascinating and just so smart. He'd end up, he was a commander. He left and went on to be the head of the endodontics department at University of Mississippi. They're really super special to have him, but he was just a, an incredible individual. Yep. But you, you know, you run across these people in your life, and a lot of it, especially the time you spend in there, you gain a lot of great relationships and meet people that you probably never would have ever met in your life. Yep. That's true. The funny thing about coming back here to Sumner County is like, since I've been here, I've run into two people that I serve with on various ships. I mean, one was, uh, we were on a ship that went across right after 9-11. We deployed in November, 2001, and, mm. and we went and, you know, took the Marines and participated in a lot of action off the coast. Of, we were off the coast of Pakistan, but the Marines went into Afghanistan mm-hmm. and kind of got things rolling there. And then later, I was the, the commanding officer of the USS New Orleans out of San Diego. And one of the guys who was actually running the barber shop for a while there, when I, shortly before I left, he came on board. So we didn't overlap very much, but mm-hmm. he came in and it's quite extraordinary. I was raised outside of Chicago, and this guy was raised, I think, in Mississippi, and we ended up meeting in Sumner County, Tennessee. Is that you know, it's, just, it's magical the yeah. amount of relationships, and and it's important that we remember those connections no, and treasure I, them yeah. and enhance them. Yeah, absolutely, because there's so many important things that that people are doing, but uh, just experiencing all those years in the military because yeah. it's it's a different life uh, that you adjust to, and again, get these great contacts and and build your knowledge of things and go places that you never would have ever set foot on. Yep. So it's pretty incredible. Yep. And we get the opportunity to serve. And that's kind of what brought me back here to Sumner County and brought me into this job. We all raised our right hand as volunteers. Mm -hmm. We have an all-volunteer force, and it's different from most of the militaries in the rest of the world. And we also have the best military, really, in the entire world. And I don't think that those two, I think it's not a coincidence that we're both volunteers and the best. And that's the American way. So what kind of ship are you on? So I I had (laughs) seven different long sea tours of a couple small ones but mostly uh, my first ship was a frigate was a I started off as the anti-submarine warfare officer on a frigate, wow. uh, and then I served on several amphibious ships after okay. that. I mean, three yeah. of the biggest ones I was on. I was on a couple of the medium-sized ones, and I was on one of the small ones. So, just, and, and small is not that small. I mean, I think the first, I was on a frigate first, and then the next ship I went on, you could put four frigates on the flight deck of the second ship. So, wow. it's just, I mean... <laughs> None of those ships were all that small, but, uh, but we would have 360 crew to, you know, on the bigger ship, we had a thousand. Versus, then, a, versus a carrier, it's like an entire city. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> That's we, amazing. We, 
We we if uh, if a carrier is like a city, we were kind of like a Gallatin or a Hendersonville. We, we were a pretty big town. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I never really desired to go on a ship. I just done one of the things I ever did, but uh, it was one of the things you hear guys talking, you know. And I don't know, man. You're, I mean, it's still tight quarters mm-hmm. down in there with your bunk and your area and things like that. But even on a carrier, I'm sure it's the same way. It is because you're yep. piling a lot more people in there. Yep. Yeah. And the military's done a better job. When I was a young midshipman, we went and stayed on a ship. We went down as part of a drill competition. It was kind of like a rack of canvas mats that were five tall in the birthing area. And then I was on my on New Orleans and each of the Marine Corps racks that were in there, you could actually sit up in your own rack and read. And they were stacked no more than three tall and they had large lockers and comfortable mm-hmm. cushions and you know actual mattresses. And so yeah, that, the military's done a much better job of taking care of the people who volunteer to go out and take care of our country for yeah. us. No, that's that that is uh, phenomenal. But it is a different life. But now look at you. But I, I, while you were talking before, so what actually brought you to Sumner County? Because <laughs> that's like you know nobody ever heard of Sumner County. You know, especially uh, in Chicago. But <laughs> well, I think a lot of people from Chicago heard of Sumner County now. But, <laughs> that's right. But uh, basically, did kind of a, a nationwide search, and then I had been down in Mississippi. I was stationed down there during Hurricane Katrina. I was in San Diego three times and had plenty of exposure to earthquakes while I was down there. Then I was in Japan. Uh, second time I was stationed in Japan, we went over to the Tokyo metropolitan area. Right after the Fukushima tidal wave and earthquake. Oh, and yeah. So one of the things I looked for was a place where there were not going to be natural disasters. As much as I loved the ocean, I did not want to be yeah. there for a hurricane or did not want to be in an earthquake zone again. Or a tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> and then I then I looked for places around the country where, where you had kind of a good connection to the military, a thriving economy, mm-hmm. and just kind of a nice combination of some urban exposure, but also a lot of places where you could drive out and see, you know, big open country field. There's nowhere like it. I mean, I, I've searched the entire country and I didn't find anything quite like Sumner County. And that's yeah. why I'm here. Well, we're so glad you that you did make it here because you're, you're making some uh, great waves, if you will, uh, right here and, and helping our veterans, which, and I'm, I'm really surprised at the number you, you gave where we have that many veterans mm-hmm. here in Sumner County. And the fact that we have these services available for them, I think it's, you know, we want to try to get the word out as much as possible, let people know that that is available because yep. I think it's so important uh, for them to have this knowledge. And of course, that's why we have these kind of shows like this. Yep. Yep. Again, uh, just 615-451-6014. Give us a call wherever you're at in Sumner County. We'll get back a hold of you and see what we can do to help out. That's right. And ask for Jeff Oakey. He's going to be right in that office. If you can catch him, you're probably pretty busy. <laughs> we do stay busy. <laughs> well, that's good. But we stay busy serving our Coast Guardsmen, our sailors, our Marines, our Army soldiers, our Air Force, our Space Force. I think the Guardians. Yeah. Is that what they're called? I yes. think that's what they're called. But, I mean, we serve them all. And, well, you know, great. whether the National Guard, Army Reserve, we're here to serve. We're just uh, so glad to have you. And thanks uh, for coming in and talking. Thank you. All right. Okay, we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, welcome to Summer County Spotlight uh, once more. Your host, Jeff Shannon, as we continue a conversation about Memorial Day weekend. Now, this is a, a pretty incredible time as we focus and honor those who have gone away and who did great service to our country and helped keep everybody safe. So I wanted to bring in a guy that uh, pretty much uh, has been around a little bit. His name is Fred C. Now, Fred was a full colonel in the Army, and now he's here in Sumner County, and uh you keep him busy. Yes, I am. I'm staying very busy. Well, even through your career, let's give him a little background on that, because that's impressive. Okay, well, I, uh, when I graduated from college at Iowa State, I went to Fort Sill, Oklahoma as a lieutenant and uh, went through field artillery school. Then I went to Fort Benning, Georgia and went through airborne school. Then I went to Germany, my wife and I, and I was assigned the first year and a half with the Belgian army as an advisor with special weapons, nuclear weapons. Hmm. Well, nuclear, that's that's heavy stuff right there. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> now, it we're not is. talking nuclear as in blowing up the whole continent. No, it, no. It could no. be a, not a like an atom bomb size, thing, but nuclear capabilities. It was field artillery, yes. Okay, yeah. One, one uh, five, five and eight inch. Okay. 
scary stuff though oh yes and, yes. and it's out there hopefully we don't, we don't have to use that <laughs> and i had a a team that we assembled eight inch rounds nuclear rounds wow. and if we ever dropped a piece of it or whatever we threw open the windows and got out, got of there out. as fast as we could <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you don't have any other chances with that. <laughs> that's right so during your career i mean it was quite busy you came in as a lieutenant so you were in gosh how many years now that? 33 years counting yeah. active duty and reserve right nom was a thing for you yes it was and uh, i was with a artillery unit and uh, because of my education and math ability i was a fire direction officer and we'd get calls in from different forward observers and infantry and so on and we would fire artillery pieces to support them then also i was an air observer and flew behind uh, the aviator in a single engine plane would look for the enemy and of course that we had uh, agent orange and that was easier to find the enemy. It cleared there. out everything then, right? Yes. Now, did you do this at night or during the day? Both. So you, you had the like infrared capabilities? No. So how did you see at night? Well, with, Like I night would, scope kind at, of thing? Well, or? at night, I would look for flashes for the enemy okay. firing their mortars and artillery at our, at our people. Okay. So that's what I would do. And usually, the only time I flew at night was during the Tet Offensive. Mm-hmm. Besides that, I, I was in a two-man helicopter as an observer. And we got shot down once. Wow. That was when I used Mayday, Mayday, and <laughs> asked them how long it would take them to get us out of there. And I knew where we were because I followed on my map. Mm-hmm. And they said 15 to 20 minutes, and it seemed like an eternity, but they came mm-hmm. and got us out. You were talking about a guy who did a story about, the, I guess, a general or something back on the lines that was a math genius. That yes. He had all these, all these things up there, and he even noticed that doesn't calculate right. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Right. That you would have to know math in order to do this stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I was glad that I paid attention in school. And (laughs) that's why when I substitute teach in math, I tell them, you know, you never know when you're going to use some of this stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The things that you've been involved with, I mean, over your career is is just very impressive. And you've you've done so much. You've probably met a lot of nice, famous people. Oh, yes. I met General Schwarzkopf, and I met Prince Khalid from Saudi Arabia. I was over there during the Gulf War operations. And uh, you even learned other languages, did you not? Oh, yes. Well, I knew some before I got there, but <laughs> I had to learn German and French, and I learned Arabic, and I know some other languages as well. So I have to get you to do a liner for me in Arabic or something. Uh, hey, welcome to the Jeff Shannon Show. <laughs> Salam alaikum. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Always, it always sounds good when it's in a different language. You know, right. it just sounds fancier. Well, and then when I substitute teach, if I have to go out and help the students at their desk with the math, I write the answers on the board in Arabic so I can look up and I know what the answers are. <laughs> that's good. That's great. They can't read it. So yeah, you've been pretty uh, pretty involved in Sumner County Schools, have you not? Yes, I've been there for twenty eight years. So what kind of thing? You just did math. What other? Oh, I other did subject? everything. Everything. Ground. Yeah, math, uh, science, language, everything. Every class that they wanted, I, I did. Wow. Now, you spent a lot of time at station camp. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, and I taught a lot of JROTC. Yes. Well, they got a great program over there. They sure do. Uh, Master Sergeant Harville, right? Right. He's Master Sergeant. I'm trying to learn the, the different sergeants and levels and things like that. And then Colonel over there, they, they just do an incredible job with those kids. Right, Colonel Overby, yes. Yeah. He gets them out there running. And oh, he's, yes. He's out there running with them on, on the path. <laughs> oh, yes. All of them. At uh, Hendersonville High School, they mm-hmm. have the Marines and yes. Gallatin, the Navy. So they keep them in good shape. Uh, during your career, what's probably the one thing that you remember the most? Well, that would be during the Tet Offensive in Vietnam because wow. we got attacked every night, almost every mm-hmm. night. Some of the things that I had to do, like I got shot down in that helicopter. Mm-hmm. And I led some of my troops into a minefield. We didn't know it was a minefield till we got in. And then because I could speak French, the Vietnamese told me in French that we walked in the middle of a minefield. And so I got my troops out with no one getting oh, hurt. That is amazing. Right. Because it's kind of like, isn't it kind of mushy back in there? Uh, yes, but this was an open area. Okay. And they, right. my commander wanted me to see if I could grow corn for the Vietnamese people up at that little Good village. Point. Yeah. So, so we kind of changed our mind after that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I guess you told me this story a while back that actually, I guess they, they went back in and the guy got blown up. Right. They, they 
they asked me since I got them in and got my troops out if I could clear the mines out and I said I could but I needed their schematic and that's a paper that mm-hmm. shows where the mines are and they said they didn't have one that the officer that put it in is up in his head oh, and I geez. said then he can get him out and he blew himself up wow that's scary man right it's it's not a fun time and when when Nam ended I mean that that was a, a big game changer Right, right. You know, for the entire world. And unfortunately, a lot of our folks are still going through issues and, and things from that far back. That's right. Well, a lot of people still are do have Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. Now, I was in Agent Orange, but it didn't bother me. It bothered okay. a lot of people around me. Oh, good for you. And then uh, in Desert Storm, I was in an area where the enemy was firing gas weapons. It bothered a lot of people around me, mm-hmm. but it didn't bother me. And I think that's because I grew up on a farm. We use DDT, which mm. you can't use anymore. Right. And I think my immune system got situated where I could handle a lot of that. Wow, that's interesting. Now, you're involved in our veteran associations here in Sumner County. Yes, VFW, the uh, Vietnam Veterans of America, the American Legion, MOA, so yes. Well, and, and of course, these, these organizations are doing great things to help support our veterans and provide help where needed you know they got the right. food pantries they they got endless things that they do in raising money doing golf tournaments i know dave boomy over there at the vfw is always busy and and larry atwell is uh, you know kudos to those guys because they they just do not stop that's right <laughs> they 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 keep going now we have an event coming up actually tomorrow which will be memorial day and this is going to be over at the uh, county admin building behind the county admin building Right. And tell people how they would get back there. Okay, well, there's trying to think of the street. I th- it goes right next to the to the building, right? Yeah, that to the county there. county administration yeah, so building. So if you turn, turn turn in there, you'll find it. You'll yes, it's in the back and it's uh, off to the left as you t- go in and mm-hmm. it's uh, there's a wall with names of a lot of the veterans mm-hmm. from different situations, uh, Vietnam and Desert Storm and mm-hmm. and uh, Iraq War. I've got two grandsons and one son on there, but they're alive, but Oh, okay. But you can put them and they my sons grew up around right. here. So that's Veterans Memorial Park in Gallatin. Yes, and correct. And the, the, it's going to start at 11, I believe. Yes. Okay. And it's you're going to have several things going on. we got my good friend uh, John Isbell going to make some remarks. And anybody else speaking? Uh, well, I'm supposed to say a few words. Okay. And they want to make sure it's just a few words from me. <laughs> No, just keep going, Fred. Talk. (laughs) But uh, there's only about two of us others that I know of. And, of course, we'll have an outstanding uh, singer to sing the national anthem. And so it'll be be very good. Excellent. And then we got got all of our our great people over at uh, Station Camp ROTC going to do the colors. As far as I know, yes, they they usually do. Yes. They they do a lot around this community. And and, uh, they come – they help with that park keeping it clean and stuff they do well yeah now i read where they're going to have like a, a pow mia kind of ceremony yes do you know what's involved with that well there's different ways to be involved they mm. do, there is a table that is set for pow mia with an empty chair mm-hmm. and then there's a statement there's some statements on okay. what it is and how it's set up and then uh of course, the big thing is to recognize and give our hope and, and thanks to those veterans who, who are POW and MIA. Yeah. Which, which is sad to think, but I, I understand that the MIA and POWs I think, were, were probably more so in Vietnam. Yes. I mean, you had more than, let's say, Desert Storm or anything right, like that. Right, right, right. Because that place was, I mean, you're in a jungle pretty much. Right. It's hard to find people. And the fact that that's still a thing is, is surprising to me. But I know that uh, people have really tried to, to you know, bring these folks home. Right. And yeah. it's, it's a hard task. Right, and now they're finding people even from Korea, uh, World War II, especially on the ships that mm-hmm. were sunk, finding the remains and bringing them back. Wow. And with the uh, DNA and the teeth, mm-hmm. they can find out who they were, and then they notify their re- relatives. Wow, that is, I mean, technology is amazing, isn't yes. it? With all of that, what else, how would they be able to do that? Yeah, you know, cause you're, yeah. You know, you find somebody that's been gone for 30, 40 years, not a whole lot there. That's right. (laughs) And analyze, you know, the bones and teeth, like you said, that always holds everything. So that's that's impressive. Now, I know with the with the ceremony that we're going to be having, it it, it is kind of a big thing. And there's there's ceremonies that are that are going on, you know, I'm sure throughout the world or throughout the United States anyway. But, you know, I think it's important that people can come out and pay your respects and just see what what's happening out here. 
And because Sumner County, they wanted us to, uh, and the Vietnam veterans especially, wanted to, this new Vietnam veterans boulevard, when we brought it in, we wanted to make sure that we had something to remember the Vietnam veterans. Mm And many other areas, they have bridges from the for the Korean veterans, which is great. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to make sure that we had something for the Vietnam veterans, right. and that's why the Vietnam Veterans of America, Sumner County, was the organization that really pushed to get that name that. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be an incredible event, and folks can find out more information. Of course, the VFW's Facebook page. You know, I'm sure they have a website. Just do a search for it. You're you're going to find something. Vietnam right. Veterans of uh, America Chapter 240, I believe, is the yes. chapter. It, it's an incredible thing, and I thank you so much for for all that you do, your efforts in the school system and helping the the kids uh, with all of this, with all of your great experience that you have. And for me, I I just thank you so much for coming in, spend a little time, and enlightening us with uh, your life. Thank you. All right, this is going to wrap it up for this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. Stand by for more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Sumner County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Here we are at Sumner County Spotlight with Jeff Shannon, and we're going to kind of dig in right now with our Memorial Day theme. I wanted to bring in somebody really special. He's kind of been around for a few years and uh, experienced just a lot, and he's a lieutenant general, which makes it a three-star. That's correct. Dennis Cavan right here. Well, good so, morning. Well, thanks for, for doing this, and I know how busy you are this time of year, especially. Yeah. Well, I just uh, got through putting up flags and banners at Fairview Plantation. Did you? Yeah. Give it a little background. I think people are going to be blown away when they hear yeah. everything you've been involved with. Well, I've been very fortunate. I grew up in West Tennessee, the son of sharecroppers. None of our family had ever gone to college. So uh, being right there in Martin with the University of Tennessee at Martin, I had the chance to go to school, and I did, and got interested. In fact, I got interested when I was a senior in high school because the, the school bus would always go by the university, and you'd see this wave, the sea of khaki-colored uniforms out there, mm-hmm. because it was mandatory ROTC for freshmen Is and it? sophomores back in the 65 time frame. Wow. And I thought, well, that's just a good-looking you know, outfit yeah. out there. So when I started school, I joined the uh, ROTC program, but it was only a two-year requirement. If you went on to the third and fourth year, that was senior ROTC, and you owed the Army two years of active service based on that. Mm. And way back then, we got a grand total, if you were in the advanced program, $100 a month. Ooh. And that made a lot of difference when you get married in 1968. So, yeah, because yeah. what gas? You can buy a lot of gas for that oh, back then. Time. That's like, what, yeah. 24 cents a yeah. gallon or something? A couple something. of peaches, too. <laughs> uh, so anyway, came on active duty in 1970. First assignment was in Korea. Had no plans whatsoever to make the Army a career. I majored in agriculture. I was going to come back and sell fertilizer, go to work for Farm Bureau, something. Mm-hmm. But my first assignment convinced me that leading young men at that time we didn't have women in that particular arm of the mm-hmm. comrade arms 21 men they're responsible for their successes their failures millions of dollars of equipment and you just can't find that if you go to work at a production company somewhere as a young college graduate so you went in at lieutenant second lieutenant yeah, second lieutenant yeah. yeah scheduled i thought to go to vietnam from korea but the army says our policy is you can't go from a short tour korea was 13 months long mm-hmm. to another short tour vietnam 12 months so they said why don't you go to germany and then you can volunteer from germany because you'll be on a long tour mm-hmm. said okay so <laughs> we loaded up and went to germany and that was 1972 so 73 came around. It's time for me to volunteer. I said, hey, guys, we're uh, we're coming out of Vietnam. We don't need you. So I never did get to go to Vietnam. Well, and you look back on it and go, thank you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, when you yeah, look yeah, back and yeah, know sure. what, you know, because that, that was some pretty crazy stuff going on. It was. And uh, it caused a major uproar in over here in this, in this country, that's oh, for yeah. sure. Even coming from Korea, we were told, don't wear your uniform when you get off plane uh, in San Francisco, which we didn't, mm-hmm. because there was a lot of turmoil in America at the yeah. time against the war and against policies and so mm. forth. But we withstood that and have gone on to have a remarkably professional military. Well, become one of the best in the world. Absolutely. You know? But I worry a little bit uh, right now, less than 1% of America's 
Americans, period, have served in uniform today, 0.49 to be exact. And so we're losing uh, that sense of sacrifice and selfless service amongst our generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, That concerns me. Well, and I was watching uh, a post from Sergeant Harville over at uh, Station Camp, and he posted, you know, hey, want to congratulate all of our graduating seniors, and they listed the, you know, the pictures with their name and who where they're going to the Army. A lot of them are going to the Army, which, and here's a Navy, maybe one Air Force that I saw, a few Marines and that kind of thing, but at least those folks are are looking at that as a possible career. When you look at the possible opportunities, job opportunities in the Army, it's far more than it is in any of the other services. So, you, you know, this is a great starting point. Highly recommend if you go in the military, regardless of the branch, take advantage of the GI Bill and then get that education. Go on and get that college education. Oh, absolutely. Very important. Yeah. I mean, it's right there at your hands, you yep. know. And I think some of the benefits really work out, and especially as hard, you know, the economy we're going through right now. It's I don't see how these kids are, are doing it. Well, it's it's troubling. Right now, the Army is 15,000 recruits behind and only four more months to make up that shortfall plus mm-hmm. what they're supposed to make. So I think we'll miss the mission again. That'll be two years in a row. And what that means is for a squad out there at Fort Benning, Georgia, they're missing one or two squad members. Uh, a crew on a tank may be mm-hmm. missing a person. Mm-hmm. And that's significant when you talk about national security and our Army and Navy and Air Force Marines, Coast Guard, being able to fight at their peak. Mm-hmm. You need a fully manned military. Well, in a training that uh, you know they provide with all the new technology and the advanced advances that we've made oh, big time. and you know the top secret stuff that nobody knows about that hadn't even come out yet i mean yeah. they're, you know they're planning this stuff years in advance but sure that's incredible and they, these kids come out and learning that mm-hmm. you know with nuclear and who knows yeah. <laughs> but now with chat gbt and all this artificial intelligence and yeah i mean you get a get an ai to run a tank well there'll, it's all be, there'll be a lot of changes in the next 10 years mm-hmm. in what our military looks like Um, based on some AI, but more importantly, based on technology and what we're able to do. We must maintain the strongest military in the world. That's Mm -hmm. a requirement, I think, for us to be a prosperous nation, not depending on someone else. So you need a strong uh, military. Oh, absolutely. So through through the course of your career, you've probably had the opportunity to meet some really incredible uh, people around the world. Been truly blessed, really have. Uh, had a chance to spend time with presidents of the United States, uh, senior leaders across the military. Uh, in the Middle East, I spent a lot of time with the Crown Prince in Abu Dhabi. And mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, How about that Colin Powell guy? Well, yeah, I did I did work for Joel Powell in, uh, during Desert Shield, Desert Storm mm-hmm. when he was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. A remarkable guy. Uh, disappointed that he didn't run for president because mm-hmm. I fairly strongly believe he would have been an excellent president, just knowing his character and mm-hmm. what made him tick. But Alma, his wife, just said that's uh, not something she wanted him to do. So, <laughs> well, you got to listen to Mama, you know. Yeah, that's right. You got it. So, But in, in, when you go back to your small hometown and you talk about things you've done, people say, well, you're bragging. Well, no, I'm just not. I, this is what happened to me. This is mm-hmm. where I've been and the blessings I've been given. You know, I get asked quite often, Well, would you do it again? And my immediate answer is no. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, I'd spend more time with the family. I'd play more golf. I would do some things that I just wasn't able to do or didn't take the time to do. But I wouldn't change being a soldier. Mm-hmm. And that's the real heart of it. Right. Well, and, and going in there, you've had the opportunity to, to travel to places you probably never would have gone. Oh, no. You know? No. And they give you that great opportunity. So yeah. what's, what's your most po- favorite spot you've ever been? Well, you know, when you get assigned to Hawaii for three years, <laughs> you, you'd be somewhat of a lunatic if you didn't say, well, that was a great assignment. And mm-hmm. it was. And there's been other assignments that I've, I think you make an assignment what you want it to be. There's two places when I came in the Army, they said, you don't ever want to be assigned. And so I said, well, where are those? They said, Fort Pope, Louisiana, and Fort Hood, Texas. Well, when it came time for me to get selected for battalion command, I got assigned to Fort Hood, Texas. <laughs> and actually, it turned out to be a really good assignment. Hood had changed over the mm, past yeah. previous 10 years dramatically. And then when it came brigade command time... They says, well, your brigade's going to stand up at Fort Polk, Louisiana. So there, I hit them both. I hit them oh, wow. both. Yeah. <laughs> see? Yeah. But see, it was probably, had to be something in the cards for you there. But. Well, sure. And I was, I was as brigade commander, part of the 18th Airborne Corps, and uh, mm-hmm. Charles Hugh Shelton was a tremendous leader. And 
I enjoyed it. So what are you involved with this, these days? Well, I stay involved. Uh, I'm chairman of the Music City Executive Airport Authority, so we're just expanding beyond belief, uh, mm-hmm. trying to keep Kevin McCutcheon you know, in check. His, I was just going to say that. Now, it's <laughs> a little hard to, to believe, but I will tell you, he's got a great business going on out there. Well, he does. And, you know, we were in his hangar, which is massive, yeah. and you can literally eat off the floor. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, that to. is immaculate in there. He's got a, a wonderful model, business model, and he's doing well, and we're proud to have him mm-hmm. on the airport. He's a, he's truly a partner for us. I uh, spend time in that. I'm doing a lot of church stuff and then veterans' events and mm-hmm. so forth, supporting that. Well, um, I stay plenty busy. Now, are you involved with the VFWs and all of that? Uh, not directly. No? No, I don't really have the time. I was going to say, I don't know when you would have the time. I really don't have the time. Right. Uh, and I get asked to do lots of things, and mm-hmm. I finally learned that there's only so many hours in a day, and you, if you're going to do something, you need to put your main effort into it so that the product you produce is worth the effort. Well, yeah, because they're going to want you there. But, you know, that what they say, no, is a complete sentence. Yeah, exactly. You just have to learn to say that. Yeah, it's <laughs> taken me a long time to do that. Exclamation point. Yeah, long time to do that, Joe. But, yeah, and so we have uh, some events coming up tomorrow. I mean, there's several around the country <laughs> yeah. going on, but... Here at the Veterans Memorial Park here in yep. Gallatin, yep. which is right behind the uh, county admin building, mm-hmm. we have a great uh, function going on there. What what are some of the plans for that that you know about? Well, they'll do a full-blown ceremony, Memorial Day ceremony mm-hmm. with guest speakers. I'm sure uh, Mayor Brown will make comments. I'm not sure who the guest speaker is. It's a, a, an author, that a, a girl that came out of Vietnam and, yes, and got right. out I of do remember a fascinating that story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there and of course John Isbell's got to make uh, some sure. announcements. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're putting one over on Fairview. You got right. an event Fairview going on Plantation there. Plantation has been uh, hosting a Memorial Day ceremony since 2013, and that happens to be the year I retired. And somebody says, "Well, we think we need to have one here," and so you know who got yeah. stuck with that. But we've been doing it for 13 years. So it, uh, I recommend if you're available and like to come out. Fairview Plantation, 1130 is when I recommend you get there. The program will start at 1140 uh, with guest speakers and a uh, flyover. We will have uniform members of the services there by their service flags. We'll have a flyover at 12 o'clock and play taps and Mm. raise the flag back to full staff. Wow. Now, you have a new location within Fairview, right? Well, that's true. We just built, over the last uh, 18 months, something called Honors Point, uh, which is just as you come in the Fairview Plantation yeah. on Plantation Boulevard, you just go straight, and as you make that turn, you'll see beautiful flags fl- flying, and uh, that's that's Honors Point. Eventually, we'll dedicate bricks and things like okay. that to, in the memory of folks. Sure, that'd be great. So people can purchase bricks with the name sure. on it. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. what a what a great idea. Yeah. I mean, that's great. So 13 years, I mean, that's gone by fast. What are some of the more memorable things you can remember about some of the past events you've had there? At Fairview, you mean, mm-hmm. or in the military? Mm-hmm. At Fairview? Uh, well, uh, I thought one of the most enlightening was when Dr. David Black gave a talk. He's, mm. he's quite a historian. That's what I've heard, uh, yeah. And a Marine sergeant, uh, and Dave's a patriot through and through. So listening to him give his talk. We also had the president of Operation Stand Down Tennessee, Brigadier General Eden Murray, there last year, who gave a great talk on what her involvement was in returning deceased members during the war. Well, I, I know it's, it's a crazy thing is they're, they're, they're still locating and bringing our folks home from yeah, overseas. Yeah, we still got a major day. effort. And, wow. Uh, in yeah. the talk, I'll basically say I'm here to represent those who can't be here to mm-hmm. tell you what it means to be a, a servant of the nation. Yeah, well, I, I think it's incredible uh, what you're doing. And so with the events going on out at Fairview, who's going to be your main speaker? Well, as it turns out, our guest speaker was a brigade commander from Fort Campbell Okay, who just got notified he's deploying on oh. Memorial Day. No. So <laughs> you're listening to the guy that's going to give the remarks. Well, <laughs> you, you, look, you're going to do great at that because you got some experience with it. So uh, I might have been in front of a group once or twice. <laughs> We've been talking with Lieutenant General Dennis Cavan here and lives right here in Sumner County, Fairview well, Plantation, you, and uh, we're so happy to have you aboard here, and you're doing some great things. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Yep. So, all right. We're going to wrap up. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Yes, indeed. And be sure to participate in the events that are going on wherever you're at. You know, just we salute all of our members that just could not make it home. So, let's go wrap it up for this edition of Sumner County Spotlight. Join us again next week for more right here of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.